Giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rift stalker, grown stalker, crypt stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, lead skill hunter. A death dealer, life stealer. That's just the cost of being awesome. Welcome to episode 214 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I am Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, Blizzard Watch, and Bendak Wow on Twitter. Today is Sunday, March 29th, 2015, and we are broadcasting live on twitch.tv. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Sander, is there to take your questions. And yes, this is our new showtime here, 2 o'clock Eastern, and whatever time it may be where you are. This is the one we... we we, we we talked long and hard about what, what a good showtime would, would be for, for everybody, and this is what we settled on, and this is our first official episode of that new time, and there's nobody here. So Artemis Howell is not going to be joining us. Delirium, I think, is on his way. Fingers crossed that he'll make it. And so it's just you and me, Bendek. <laughs> yeah, I think we picked a great time. Yeah, <laughs> so so far so good. The chat room's as full, full as ever. Um but we're awake, as, as Ali pointed out there. Yes, we were, we're, we're, we're much more awake now, but, uh, but that's good. And, of course, Solar is on his way to Blizzard. I think he's officially, and he, he, he did wish us good luck for the show today. So, so that, was, that was nice of him, but miss him already, for sure. Uh, so no announcements this week, I don't think. Uh, I was going to see if we had any Team Hunter BlizzCon updates, but really it's, you know, November is it's it's a little ways off, so so no updates there. Other than I think we're all still planning to to go and 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 have a good time. So there's really no news at all this week. No, it, two weeks. No, there really hasn't been. And um, you know, there was some hints that maybe there'd be some class tuning happening. It was never anything official uh, announced or talked about. Just rumors, really. So obviously nothing's come of that, which is good because we were all afraid that. Uh, hunters would get hit by the nerf bat so <laughs> i don't yeah I, maybe they're just seeing how things will settle because they were a little you know happy-go-lucky there for a while making changes yeah. pretty rapidly without getting you know letting things settle and i don't know i don't we're, we're doing good but it's not like you know we're far and above everything else no i mean you know and, and again it's it's going to vary too like depending on your your guild makeup and i mean we have about five hunters that run in our raid group, and, and and I have to say there are some definitely some encounters where it's just like a sea of green. <laughs> At the you know the first five slots in DPS are all it's just nothing but green, which is which is fun. How big is your team? Uh, we're I want to say we're we're over between twenty to twenty five people. That's a good proportion of hunters there. <laughs> yeah, and so we have five hunters in that group <clears throat> most nights, most nights too. They we all show up. <laughs> but we got three. Yeah, three three is a nice number because you know, because yeah. in addition to hunters, we you know we also have a couple of shaman, uh, only one monk, interestingly enough, or two I should say, and then uh, one or two warriors. So it's a lot of competition for those uh, tier the tier pieces, which is pretty much all I need. I mean, how's your progression? You've cleared heroic now at this point, right? I believe. Yeah, uh, killed heroic a black hand. I think it was a few weeks ago now. Now we're working on some mythic bosses. We got three of ten down. We just killed Hans and Franz on Thursday. Oh, nice. So I was, nice. I was, that's pretty, that fight, it's, it's, 
the smallest mistake from anyone and it's just over. It's just, it's hilarious. Like, like you're progressing on it and it's just like everything's going well and all of a sudden everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you're not stacked properly. The damage isn't split. If one person, like the stampers and mythic, like basically everyone has to stand on the same spot and move as a group. Okay. So one person, oh, wow. If one, wow. if one person moves too early, they activate the next stamper and it just sets off this chain reaction. I don't know. <laughs> oh my. It was, it's kind of frustrating, but at the same time, it was kind of fun. I don't know. That's just a neat fight in general. I like that. And even in heroic, I mean, you know, this, this, the stampers are pretty, pretty deadly. You know, you get hit by one of those and you're, you're, you're pretty much dead at that point. I mean, normal, you can, you can, you can take a, a blow or two, but. Well, I actually had a funny moment this week about that. Like, um, operator Thogar heroic, like I actually got hit by the train and survived somehow. I just figured, well, I guess my, oh, really? item, wow. my, my item level must be getting up there if I can survive that hit. Survive so, like 2, 2% health. Oh, that's funny. And I think Delirium, he's, he's chatting with us now. So I think we're going to get him on in just a second here, but, but yeah, that's funny. Yeah. With the, the item level boost is certainly helped. I think with our guild's progression, it's been nice. <clears throat> yeah, I saw a lot of guilds all like the week after they started getting past their their stuck point, which is usually like blast furnace or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, and I think in heroic, that's about where we're at now. Where we're it's chromog, blast furnace, iron maidens, and then of course black hand. Those are those are the bosses we have not killed yet, but we've we've gotten to everybody else. I definitely recommend Chromog first. Over uh, Maidens oh, and yeah, for sure, it's definitely yeah. the easier one. See, I think so too. I mean, I I don't know. I, I guess it's really a healing. The challenge is really the healing healers and in, in tanks, because for the most part, I don't find it that difficult to fight as it as a DPS. Chromog, yeah, it's yeah, it's not that. You know, just avoid, avoid the avoid the stuff and you're fine. Yeah, and I think that might be part of the problem that not everybody's avoiding everything like they should, and there's too much burden on the healers to kind of keep everybody everybody alive. But uh, but from a DPS standpoint, certainly a ranged DPS, it's a pretty pretty straightforward fight. Not a whole lot to do. So I went for delirium. Let's just sort of jump topics a little bit. One of the things we we sort of talked a little bit about pre-show and this is a little bit off topic as far as hunters go, but we were talking about garrisons and followers and you had been mentioning the Harrison Jones follower. I don't have him yet. Do you have him now or? Oh yeah, I got him a while ago. I kept checking for the, the, the daily quest until I got all six of them. Cool. So you just yeah. basically have to go on the group finder every day, join someone's Harrison Jones group, and then hopefully you get one of the ones you don't have. It's totally random though. Mm -hmm. Um, but oh, I, I'm trying to think the oh the context was because you were jumping in here and you're basically because of him in part getting rich off your if your garrisons in because of the whole treasure hunter and and so we we thought it would be a, a fun topic just to touch upon a little bit, even though he's a rogue. <laughs> I think is his. You know what? He was originally a hunter in the what? in the in the PTR. He was a hunter, a survival hunter, and then they changed him to a rogue. So I'm like that. They nerfed him. Yeah, they did nerf. I'm surprised. I, you know, you know, he is a hunter, in my opinion. He should be a hunter. So, is he, even when you look at him in your follower interface, he's holding a gun. Is he? Yeah. 
So I don't know what, why they did that. Oh well. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, like he he's a treasure hunter himself, but that's not the main reason you want him. It's because he can essentially power level new followers. So you every week you go to the inn, you you pick your new recruit, and you just choose right. a treasure hunter trade, and right. uh, when you pair up any follower with him in a mission. That follower inherits his his level and his item level. Oh wow, wow! That's pre- so. If you get him up to like a six seventy five item level, or you know, which is the max, and so you can bring a fresh tune in there, is what you're saying, and he'll, <laughs> yeah, and and he'll match that level. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. And if so, you can take four, a fresh a fresh level ninety. Yeah, and as as little as two missions, they're level one hundred. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. And so when you combine that with um, the Mage Tower, which in 6.1, uh-huh. it got a new work order feature. And one of the things it can give you with the work orders is these uh, mission completion orders. And you can use those to, <laughs> to instantly complete a mission. So I'd like to get a, get a new follower from the end. Holy crap. Five minutes later, it's level 100 <laughs> and doing other missions. Yeah, so you're just completing, and you're getting, getting, and so you got a whole bunch of treasure hunters, a whole bunch of gold missions, unbelievable. So yeah, I can see how you can just stack all that together. And I mean, I don't know. So what if he gets treasure hunter, and I don't know what else does he get that by default? I guess. Yeah, he does. He gets that, and the mentor. That's the one that. Okay. Can he lose those or no? You can't lose a mentor, but if you re-rolled him, you could lose Treasure Hunter. Yeah, okay. So you definitely wouldn't want to do that. I'm just thinking, you know, boy, and maybe it, it sounds like it's completely unnecessary too. But if you were to give him something like the Hearthstone Pro <laughs> trait or something on top yeah. of that. <clears throat> but yeah, so if you combine him and then you also get Garona from the Legendary Quest. Mm-hmm. Now, she's another thing that the reason you want, it's good to have her is because she enables you to get more Treasure Hunters indirectly. Because she is so powerful that she makes a bunch of your other followers redundant. Oh, understood. So you, so you can cle- you can deactivate a whole bunch of them is what you're saying. Yeah. So basically, I got Corona, and then I'm like, I started re-rolling her mm-hmm. until, and then every time I re-rolled, I look in my master plan and see how many redundant followers I had, yeah. and I just kept re-rolling until I got a bunch, and eventually I re- re-rolled her the one time, and all of a sudden I have like a dozen. <laughs> A uh-huh. dozen redundants. So all those redundant followers, once a week, they'll be replaced by the treasure hunter. Right. <laughs> and eventually everyone will be a treasure hunter. And, and honestly, because, yeah, and, and, you know, you reach the point when you think of the, what, the, I mean, the only mission that anyone really cares about 100% are those, the Black Rock Foundry mission every two weeks. So as long as you know what your makeup can be, you can make sure you have the right folks activated to at least complete that. I mean, the, and the other stuff is, doesn't matter as much to me anyway, I don't think. Yeah, pretty much. Because once you complete the legendary quest, you don't need those missions anymore. Right, right. you so, don't need those runes and, and, and things of that nature, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> so it's really, and then the high mall cash is, becomes less valuable too. So it's really just, especially when you're, you, like I think I'm at the point now where, fingers crossed, my next you know Blackrock Foundry should be for, for a mythic piece of gear. Which is good. Yeah, I, I'd say I estimate like using this, I probably get about ten thousand gold a week from wow. the missions. Wow. Yeah, 
and then that's it'll only go up from there. Especially yeah, so. when you unlock the mythic missions that give you bonus gold. Because mm-hmm. if you put three treasure hunters on those, that's four thousand gold from one mission. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Well I I don't know what I can't remember what I put up in place. I did take down my inn. Uh I'm gonna have to go put that back up. <laughs> oh yeah. And, I, and and probably put a mage tower up. I don't know what I would re- I, I guess maybe t- I'm not sure what I'll take down. I mean I either have to do the barracks or the bunker would be the ones to to put up a mage tower. So, I guess it depends. I I got rid of the the bunker because it was mostly giving me the armor sets, which I didn't need anymore because, you know. Did you have like a lot of excess? I mean, these new followers that you're getting, though, are you trying to gear them up or? Yeah, but um, for those, like you want more. I already had, like I said, I already had a bunch of the armor sets, which are only good for those new guys. But beyond that, you just want the actual, like the plus three, plus six. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones you get more from the salvage. Right. So maybe that's what it'll be. I've kind of burned through most of my armor pieces. And I think all my followers right now, whether they're active or inactive, are are <clears throat> at a basic level. I mean, they're all maxed out. It's cr- ridiculous because I've had no other use for those things. But you can, if you have a lot of resources too, you can just like... Like I know some people that have, they get the mage tower, they collect five of those mission completion orders because mm-hmm. you can only hold five at a time and then they just tear it down. And then for the next five BRF missions, they can just complete it instantly if they want. Right. Right. Understood. Which is 10, like that's 10 weeks. So I mean, I guess it depends if you're swimming in resources or not to be able to yeah. swap them like that. I'm I'm mid range. I mean, I'm I'm above close to seven thousand. I think garrison resources. <clears throat> so close into the closer to the top end, um, but not ma- but not maxed out. But oh yeah, and if you do get the mage tower, I mean the portals. The portals too are really nice because you mm-hmm. can put portals outside of High Mall and Blackrock, which is nice to get to raids. Yes, but also you get these little things you can move around your garrison that like launch you around like these little <laughs> catapult things uh-huh i don't know it's, i think it's like the best feature of the building because i just sit there going back and forth all day it's funny but uh yeah i think if you haven't tried the mage tower i'd give it a whirl it's pretty fun it's just convenient yeah i think i may i may may do that it'd be nice to try some other buildings like that <clears throat> you know the engineering works or the gear works or whatever looks amusing as well but i think maybe 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 that combination that we were just talking about here um seems to be the way to go so that's cool so uh yeah that's very uh, you know harrison jones yet seems like he's a almost as epic a follower then as uh (laughs) corona is (laughs) in terms of his utility so all right well delirium welcome hey everyone sorry yeah you taking notes? <laughs> yeah. I had to figure out how I just, I didn't know all this about my followers. Haven't been paying too much attention to the garrison no, I, lately. So, I, I, yeah, I, I like the garrison. I like the, the whole followers and the missions. I don't know. It's just a little mini obsession and try and max them all out. I had <laughs> noticed Harrison Jones. Is that his name? Yeah. I had noticed him giving quests, but I haven't done it yet. So maybe I'll start looking at him. Give me a good reason to log in. 
yeah, he's awesome. He was awesome before he was a follower, and he was always one of my favorite characters. I loved uh, Oldham, that whole quest line and storyline. That was one of my favorite Except zones. for the refrigerator. Oh, another funny <laughs> thing about him is if you're doing an evasion or whatever, you can mm-hmm. get him to follow you around to help you. And he drops like snake traps and stuff. He's like, he's like, why did it have to be snakes? And he <laughs> drops funny. snake traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. And he like See? summons like a big rolling boulder. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I didn't realize you can use followers for your invasions either. Yeah, as long as they're not on a mission, you can go talk to them and say, hey, follow me around. Huh. Come, come on patrol with me. And we'll <laughs> Learning so much about garrisons today. Yeah. Well, well, we can move on. We can talk about hunters. I'm going to actually move one of these topics up because it's a little bit of a simpler one. So one of the things I've been doing, I kind of hopped onto the Warcraft Hunters Union Facebook uh, page and just kind of put out a call. And I'll do this every week, you know, just to get some input from some some of the hunters out there to see what they'd like to hear us talk about. Um, one of them, her name was Bethia. Oh, this is from Twitter, actually. She sent us a tweet. Was talking about pet management enraged which is kind of funny since for the most part of this expansion it's been well just take lone wolf and there's no pets to manage uh whatever and there was a link to an mmoc thread that uh came up empty it looks like it was gone but you know but she had a, sort of a question about passive versus assist and and what do we like to use so um i know you're running a lot of beast mastery bendek i mean how do you what do you do for your pets you just keep them on assist or do you use passive at all or or, or how are you sort of managing your pets in this day and age? I, I usually just use assist most of the time. And then in like my shots and like kill command and stuff, I have a macro that says like slash pet attack, which um, makes sure that the pet switches targets immediately. So say like you have two targets, target A and target B, your pet's on target A, and you want to kill command target B. If you do that really quickly, the pet will still kill command target A. But if you put that in your macro, then it'll switch targets every time. So I just use that to make sure the pet's going where I want it. And there's other tricks you can do too, like uh, Master's Call to get the pet to slingshot to you and stuff like that to get him around quicker. Like uh, it's helpful on like Orgorger because I find, you know, your pet will be running off to the boss and stuff. So you can use that to get him back to the to the uh, ore crates and stuff like that. Yeah, he's a good boss to, to talk about too. And I don't know how you guys do your your setup for that. We kind of start um, kind of way off to, you know, he's in the middle, back middle uh, of the room. And we started to position ourselves to the far right, uh, that very far right lane, if you can kind of visualize that. And yeah. we start off in the back. And so I usually use like the move to command. Uh, to position my pet close to where the boss is going to be pulled. Because otherwise, from where we stand, I'm, I'm too far away, and it takes the pet too long to get there. <clears throat> so I either have to, you know, just right. send send him in or um, delay Bestial Wrath and so forth. I like to do that Bestial Wrath uh, kill command mm. macro. So with the move to, I can position the pet where I need him to be, and then as soon as the boss is pulled, I can just start my rotation as if I was, you know, right, right in front of them. That's something I like to do. But, uh, how about you delirium? I mean, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I definitely, especially in BM, I always leave my pet on passive and then just use the, like, uh, the next head slash 
what is it? Pet attack. Pet attack. Yeah. yeah pet yeah. attack is on my kill command. So, um, and I, so I have an alt key for my kill command that doesn't do that. So I can switch targets without my pet switching targets. And then I have some out of the way keybinds that are kind of a stretch, but just for move to and, uh, passive and stay and all those guys are uh, around <laughs> g and h and y for me so it's it's kind of a stretch for at least how i normally play to get over there but uh especially in battlegrounds i, I never know where my pet is he's running all over the map um so i just kind of got used to having those key bounds so i can easily call him back to me even yeah at that point master's call is pretty useless after is it 30 yards so that's basically my strategy. I am kind of a weirdo and like to have a keybind for even things I don't use. Um, I don't know if that's normal these days or not, but I it takes me forever to find a little button and click it, even if I'm only going to use it, you know, once every week or so. So, yeah, I, I like to micromanage it and tell it exactly where to stand and where to be. Yeah, I, I do. I do to some degree. I like the idea of having this sort of like the alt command for for the kill command, so you can either um, have it attack the target that you you want, you know, that you're attacking, or or you can keep them on a specific target, and while you're maybe hitting something else for whatever reason. I know in uh, which fight is it? It's the Thogar fight. There's one set of uh, cannons that come in, and you can. We start DPSing on that cannon, but then there's a train that co- basically comes in almost immediately, and you kind of have to get out of range. So at least, at least I end up usually finding myself out of range to to DPS it down, whereas I can keep the pet on there, uh, attacking it until the until the train clears, and then go back and, and and kill that particular gun. Yeah, definitely, that's the exact situation I was thinking of too, at least from this tier. Yeah, that's one of the few I can think of. It's because usually I want my pet on the same target as me because yes. it's it's like more than half of my damage, so he should be there. Yeah, I especially want, or the reason I leave it on passive all the time is because I want to, maybe I'll switch for barrage. I'm not going to barrage at a cannon. I'm going to barrage at the big group and then mm-hmm. switch back, and I don't want my pet to be wasting time running back and forth, which it does constantly if you have an on assist, I feel. I'll be honest, I I don't really switch to the cannons. I'll I'll let the other range DPS deal with that. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Good plan. They do go down pretty quick. On Mythic I would, but Heroic, eh, I'll just let them deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, even on Heroic they tend to go down. I find that we we see them go down pretty pretty quickly. Scumbag DPS. Yeah. Just sit there and barrage and beast cleave, beast cleave. On the big packs of of, of AOA, that's a, I like that fight. I actually like that fight a lot. I like this whole this whole raid uh, for the most part. I thought they did a a good job. It's one of my one of the more enjoyable set of bosses that I think I've seen in in a while. Yeah, there's no fights I really hate. Like the only one I find is annoying sometimes is Flamebender, and that's only because there's some, there's all these range issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to stay seven yards apart and keep going out of range and it's just like ah it's like my only fight where i get like i just wish it was over the other fights i like quite a bit yeah flame banner yeah there there are some annoying especially in the beginning sometimes uh the the one ad that's there uh he can just 
jump around all over the all over that room sometimes and not you know, so i never put my pet on that either i just beast cleave onto him mm-hmm. just, like you said he jumps everywhere yeah but he goes down quick too <clears throat> but and then uh blast furnace although once you get the hang of that one i mean we we haven't done it in heroic yet we've done it in normal and finally and i think once you get the hang of that one that's not not so bad there's a lot going on there but if you but it, it certainly can be controlled i would say but even that's not that's probably my least favorite fight so far but i don't i don't i wouldn't say that i hate it it's actually kind of a clever fight yeah that fights a lot of just holding on to your cooldowns and stuff like that your stacks of focus fire and beast of wrath just to get those like the the guy, yeah, yeah. The elementalist down. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's where you need all all that burst. <clears throat> BM is really good for that. Like uh, almost every time I've done that fight, I've been number one damage on the elementalist just because I can save all those cooldowns and stuff. You know, also save a potion right. for one of them. I usually use the potion on, well, unless it's assigned, I'll use the potion on the one where my cooldowns don't line up. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you have something on everything, you know. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's actually a smart. That's a smart idea. Uh, Glacier Wolf is asking about Thogar. Uh, if we want to hop back to him real quick, and he was saying if you had to choose a spec for the fight, what would it be? So he might. You like survival? I, uh, how about you, Bendek? Well, I just, I'm playing just BM right now, but I, survival is really good on that fight. Like, yeah. I just like survival on every fight. So that's what but, but is there anything specific about Thogar that you like? Yeah, survival I mean, definitely. If, uh, depending on how many. Range you have, how many good multi-target uh, classes you have. I, you know, a uh, beast cleave doesn't reach nearly as many as you can get your dots going on all the hands. Wait, am I thinking of the right boss, Thogar? Thogar's the, the hands, train. Right? He, no, oh, the train. Thogar's the train. Operator boss. Thogar. Oh, Operator yeah, Thogar. I don't yeah. care. That one's kind of a joke. <laughs> I still say survival. Right. This is more uh, fun to play than the other specs. But. Yeah, I like I like BM uh, for that. I mean in the beast cleave damage if, if you know if the tanks are good about and they're they're pretty good about collecting up the ads and keeping them pretty pretty clumped up together that i kind of like that misdirect barrage yeah when they spawn <laughs> there's not there's no chance that the tanks won't have the ads <laughs> no and i like barrage just i like having fights with a lot of targets like that you can just barrage down and that's you know like i said so so yeah bm i don't know how well Marksmanship would yeah, fail in that part. I would, I think that would be a tough fight for that. I mean, sure, it's it's good for if you're going to DPS the boss, if you're going to DPS the cannons, or if you're, or when you're focusing on the uh, the man at arms and what is it, the firemenders? Yeah, fire flame, or something. Yeah, the flame menders. Yeah, your cleave isn't going to be as good, but if if your raid is composed of classes that are cleaving anyway, like doing marksmanship isn't bad. Like your your effective DPS on the on the important targets, it's going to be yeah. as good or better than everyone else. Exactly. I mean, you know, you're going to be, you may not have the big AOE numbers, but you're certainly going to be contributing to your raid's uh, success, I would think. Yeah, I, I'd definitely be cautious about BM, as Bindek already demonstrated, not wanting to switch to the cannons and stuff like that. At least while you're on progression during farm, who cares, do whatever you want. But if if it's a boss you're having trouble getting down, I'd be worried about pet uptime. Oh, yeah. For sure, if, I'm talking farm for sure. Like 
if you're struggling to kill Thogar, don't don't ignore the cannons. <laughs> okay, so I I haven't asked anybody about this. So I'm just curious what you guys do at the point where you have two trains come out with cannons. Do you guys mm-hmm. bother killing them both, or do you just kill one and wait for the other one to go away while you focus the man at arms or whoever's up at that point? Uh, um, the ranged the ranged focus on the cannons first usually. Yeah, we, so we just started skipping the second cannon uh, and just saying, you know, whoever has it, go stand on the edge and let the bombs fall. And it, it surprisingly works pretty well. I mean, you have one person out of commission for a few seconds, especially if that's a melee. That's pretty rough on their DPS. But uh, we gain so much more DPS on the boss by not having anybody focus the cannon that uh, it's it's working pretty sweet. I was really surprised when somebody suggested that, but I'm kind of happy with the results. No, we haven't tried that, and maybe I'll bring that up this week as something to suggest that maybe we just take down one of the cannons and, and not worry about the the other one. Uh, it does put more responsibility on whoever has the cannon. You know, yeah, got to get out of there and remember to keep moving out of the raid. And and that's my concern is that that person won't remember or won't realize it, and then there'll just be this huge, you know, cache of bombs <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that that. Um, that it wouldn't be worthwhile, but yeah, certainly, certainly worth bringing up and, and, and trying. Another thing you can do to help with your pet's target switching is take your dash off of autocast and like use it manually when it has to, like, for example, run over to a cannon, you know, because mm-hmm. if it's on autocast, he'll just randomly, the boss runs ahead of it and he's like, oh, I better dash to get up there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good waste, point. Waste it, yeah. Because that's something I'm sure most people probably just, I, I know, I'll admit to that too, that I just sort of keep it on autocast and don't really pay much attention to it. Obviously, you know, I know it. And probably the one time where I know it works well is in the very, at the very beginning of the poll, you know, <clears throat> where I know it's going off and he pedal zoom right in there. But, but that's a good idea. And there's certainly lots of fights like in, in the instance, uh, where you, where you might want to do that. Um, like Beast Lord, for example, is probably one where, uh, you know, if someone gets trapped in a spear, for example, you might want to get your pet on there as quickly as possible and help help break them out. Huh. Yeah, that's don't definitely a moment where spears. I don't even move my pet and I'll just put a dot up on the uh, spear. If they die, they shouldn't have been standing in there anyways. Yeah. I think there's like, a, like an unspoken thing in a lot of groups where it's like someone gets stuck in there. It's like, You'll get them out, but you're not going to be in any hurry. It's like that—that's your—that's your punishment for standing there. <laughs> I'm told gonna... somebody's told me that for the melee, there can be so many because of all the pets on the ground, uh, or the beast lords packs. What do they call it? Yeah, call pack. Those uh, animals are cover up a lot of the white, so it's really hard if the if one gets thrown in the melee area. So, but then it's so easy to cleave them down anyway, so you don't care yeah. about it. Maybe, Other than melee, but, if you get hit by it, yeah, I'll take care of it later. I mean, that's one of those things where, I mean, if you get hit by that, you're, you're just not paying attention to the to your timers, obviously, because that one's, you know, I, you know. Or you're stuck in a corner. Like, that happened to me yeah. this week, actually. We're doing Mythic Beast Lord, and, like, slowly the room fills up with these bad areas you can't stand in. And so I'm, like, crammed up at the last corner of the room. I just didn't see it, and it was like, no, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. And the beast sort of, but he was at like three percent, so it was no big deal. But yeah, it, it happens. 
Yeah, Beast Lord isn't a good fight to uh, check Twitter in your other monitor. No, it's Do not. Do during a different fight. <laughs> but uh, sticking with him then, I mean, so you're, are you just running, are you doing like the, the Roger Brown now, Delirium, and just running survival for everything, or do you do you switch to different ones? Um, I mean, I, I have survival and BM at the moment because I've been playing pretty much all BM for PvP. Right now, it's very overpowered. Mm-hmm. Since I'm not that good at PvP, I'll take what I can get. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I would switch to marks if uh, we come across a fight where we really need some single part target DPS or burst. Uh, but yeah, right now we haven't really had an issue with, or you know, DPS hasn't been what's holding us back. Doing mechanics well is what's holding us back. So yeah. I haven't really felt the need to push as much as I you know can for every single boss. Yeah, I haven't gone with much at survival at all this 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 go around. And and part of the issue now is everything is like my stats and gear are really tailored towards beast mastery, so it, I probably wouldn't be as effective as survival or, or something else. So cuz I mostly got haste and mastery everywhere. Yes. You know. Great. I, I'm kind of the opposite. I have all, pretty much multi-strike on every piece that I have. So survival just comes out real well. I still got a decent amount of multi-strike, so you know, if there's always that off chance I have to switch, which hopefully I won't, but I don't think it'd be too bad. Because at least a lot of the tier pieces have multi-strike. and Yeah, that's true. The gun has it. Trinket, you know. That those um, the BOE boots have it, so that's easy to get. Mm-hmm. So I might—I don't know if you caught to this before I got here, but it might be a good time to transition into another question we had on here about the sets. Did you guys cover that yet? Oh no, we haven't talked about set bonuses at all. I just saw it. Now I can't find it on the notes. It's there. It's a little further down. <clears throat> But the question we got this was this was from the the WHE Facebook page, someone named Thomas, and he was interested in hearing a discussion about the two four piece tier bonus set bonuses as they relate to the DPS with the different specs. Um, and in his own experience, he was saying he found SV to be a little bit better with the two piece, but that BM and BM with the four piece, and so he wanted to kind of hear us talk a little bit about that, which I think would be fine. <laughs> So the two piece. I mean, is there does it benefit one spec over the other? Do you think, or is it pretty pretty even across the board? And I probably should remind everybody what those two piece does. <laughs> Which, since I played so much Beast Mastery, I actually don't remember off the top of my head what. Do you yes. Guys so for Beast Mastery, of course, Kill Command has a chance to reset the cooldown of Beastial Wrath, uh, which is on an RPPM kind of basis. Yes. Um, I don't know if anybody knows exactly what it is. My guess is it's around 0.92 in the beta, but I don't know. I haven't really looked at it that much in live. Uh, marksmanship, aim shot, critical strikes, restore eight additional focus. Uh, so that brings that to what? 38? 28. 28. 28. There we go. And first survival, the two piece set bonus is when you cast a black arrow, you automatically. Oh yeah, that's right. Load. Which is so nice. That's very the nice. Cooldown. And get two free ones and your third for 15 focus. 
Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really like the survival one and the BM one. They're both lots of fun. Uh, you know, BM of course has a lot more RNG to it, but when you get a good, you know, one beast of wrath every thirty seconds or so, it feels amazing. Uh, it's just so much fun to have your big red pet for so long. Yeah, beast of wrath, especially on some of these fights when I get into the uh, like the 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 execute range. I mean, yeah, that's that's when I really start. Focusing on kill command and just praying that you know I'll get an extra bestial wrath in there at the end. You know that's when I really, really, really hope for it, and it's it's fun when it when it does pop up like that. Yeah, so I'd survival's say, kind of the opposite. Who uh, is traditionally the very RNG based spec, but now you have a lot more control over it. So I feel like BM and survival switched places in the RNG world. Yeah, it's, I'd agree with that. I think uh, on their own. If you just have access to the two piece, I think the survival one's probably better overall. Like you said, it's more reliable and it's just the BM one is fun, but the BM one's its true power is unleashed with the when you combine it with the four piece, because every time you get that extra beast of wrath, it's that extra pet attacking. So yeah, and what are the numbers? Do we know what the numbers are like for that extra pet or? Um... And it's not just some random pet too. It actually does pull something from from the stable, correct? I mean, you know, we, it pulls we uh, pet your pet number one. And if you're using pet number one, it pulls pet number two. Okay. And it's it's you can look at it as like a stampede pet. Like just it just does auto attacks, but the auto attacks hit like twice as hard as normal. So when I let, when like look at my damage breakdown, it's like. That extra beast of wrath pet is usually like <laughs> second or third place for like overall damage in terms of abilities. It's a lot of damage. <laughs> it is, and and when you and remember, and and it's every bestial wrath. So you know, if you've got kill command resetting it and get lucky on those, then you know you're just going to get more of that extra pet uh, fighting alongside you in, in in a given fight. So I mean, it's it's. I, yeah, they did a nice job with the Beast Mastery uh, two and four set bonuses, and because I'm I'm I like synergy. I like when you have abilities and things that play off one another, and uh, and I really liked what they did with the with the, the Beast Mastery. The fact that you got killed. Yeah, commands. I totally agree. I think Beast Masteries work together the best and provide overall the most DPS. Marksmanships kind of have some synergy. Um, the marksmanship four set is you get a uh, 3% increased critical strike damage when you're in uh, rapid fire, and it increases by another 3% every second, I think, or is it every... That's right. Okay, yeah, every second. So by the end of that, your crits are, are doing 40, you know, 145% more damage than they normally would. Uh, and I think most people who play marksmanship are crit capped during rapid fire which is about 53% crit base, uh, which isn't too hard to come up with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it works well. So you have the extra focus from crits on your two-piece and your extra crit damage, but it doesn't feel like that much. It doesn't feel like this crazy powerful ability. Um, you get to see some really high numbers during rapid fire, but other than that, it's kind of a... It doesn't change really how you're playing a lot, your play order. The eight focus doesn't, you know, mean you're using a lot less um, focusing shots or cobra sh or steady shots. So, yeah, I, I, it, 
it's a good idea, but I don't think it's as exciting as having another pet or extra facial wraps. Yeah, no, it, it, mean, it, it's not. But, but go ahead. I was just going to say, like, all you have to worry about is making sure you get two chimera shots within that window so they can benefit. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, it's, it's just business as usual. Yeah, and you're still, at the most, going to be suffering from about a 50% RNG chance that the gym shot will crit and benefit from the uh, from that extra crit damage at all. Yeah, but if that final one does, and it's like a couple yeah, seconds it's left, crazy. it's like uh, the, the stats question may as well not even happen, because <laughs> it's going to hit for so hard. And then survival's four piece is just extra multi strike damage, correct? It just beefs it up. Yeah. Yeah. Blizzard yeah, so was like, you know what? Multi strike isn't overpowered enough for survival. Let's yeah. just make it let's <laughs> just make it more overpowered. <laughs> to make the other stats even worse than they are now. But really, I mean the multi strike damage doesn't do much damage. I mean the, the multi strike is important in the uh getting a higher multi strike percentage, not the multi strike damage. Because the damage actually comes from Serpent Sting Ticks. So it's kind of meh. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, we were already stacking that stat, so make it do some more damage. But Yeah, because when you combine yeah, it with the with the perk or, or the the passive, it's like and your multi-strikes are like 30% extra damage. So yeah, that's what does that mean? How does it work out? Are they, I mean, they're doing 42% instead of 30%? Or how does that work out? Something like that. Anyway, it just makes multi-strike better. And uh, every time you use explosive shot, it adds another three seconds to the count. So you get really lucky with lock and load. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, tried, I've seen that buff go as high as 30 seconds. Oh, wow. I mean, basically, <laughs> unless you're messing up your rotation, you'll have over 99% uptime on it. There's no reason not mm-hmm. to. And Especially again, with the two-piece getting more lock and loads. There's not a whole lot of reason to change up your rotation, I guess, either. Right, right. You're still going to... Either way, you're going to use your, your lock and loads anyway, which would keep up that buff during AoE and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's actually kind of at the the very top end of Survival Hunters, which I think most people who were paying this much attention have switched to Beast Mastery now. But uh, it was where when you were getting close to multi-strike capped while you have your trinkets procced and your gun procced, um, you would switch and an arcane shot, especially with Thrill of the Hunt, uh, would become more important than explosive shot. It would do more damage when you were multi-strike capped. Um, I so I don't think only, that is the case yeah. anymore, though. Because yeah, I thought the, that was only for, only for not lock and load procs, like just regular explosive. Yeah, so the free one... There, there was there was some a little bit of trouble with um with how SimC was simulating it, and so the free ones, of course, don't cost any focus and uh, make it really, really uh look like it's a very valuable shot. But you still could do basically all of your um, thrill of the hunt arcane shots without using up much of any focus. Like you were never going to need to stop and regen focus. Um, so I. I think most people were using up all of their thrill hunts even before they would switch to the free lock and load um, explosive shots. I mean, actually, I'd have to go back and look at some of the top parses for that again. But now I don't think that's ever the case. I think you're always wanting to use your lock and loads immediately. So it's just like 
lock and load was in MOP, I guess. You don't have to care as much about what your multi-strike procs are. Yeah. And so for the most part, I think that... Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I, I apologize. I've lost my train of thought. But with the two-piece, I mean... I mean, the, the, well, the specs are all pretty pretty even right now for the most part, I mean, regardless of, of the two and four. Although it seems like the BBM really gets a nice buff um, <clears throat> from the from the, from the four piece. But uh, yeah. I don't know that having a four, acquiring the four piece set bonus really needs to dictate whether or not you should, say, switch to Beast Mastery, for example, or, 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 or feel like you need to, to change the specs. We're not necessarily... They're not at that point. I mean, do we agree or disagree or? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're really, if your raid is really struggling with AOE DPS, I think switching to BM, especially once you have the four piece, you, you know, if you can't get down a boss, but you're getting them to 3% every time, it might be time to switch to BM, uh, if you have the four piece set bonus. But yeah, I mean that's a very there, it would be a very particular time where I feel like you know it is mandatory that you play this spec or over this spec or vice versa. I don't know. But um, have you guys in Mythic run into any issues where like you felt like somebody really needed to switch to a different spec yet? Not really. Usually it boils down to mechanics. I think like there is DPS checks, but I mean survival. Like yeah, Beast Mastery on like a pure single target it can do more in most cases, but survival is i just want to say it's more like reliable like i don't know it seems like it's easy not easier to play it's just more you get more consistent damage out of it i find yeah i i do feel i mean for maybe because i play it mostly but i feel like it's a lot easier for me to play survival um but uh yeah i don't i don't know if that's just me here if that's everybody's experiencing that so if mechanics are difficult i'm definitely going to play survival um even though i can get a little bit more you know a percent or two more dps out of beast mastery yeah and that percent or two more it's like you said you have to play it the spec really well to get that you know or else it's like that that uh extra benefit may as well not even be there right unless you're like beast mastery focus can be t difficult to manage at times like you're it's easy to get focus starved. As beast mastery, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're used to playing survival with focusing shot, and you haven't had to worry about focus for almost a whole tier. I've I've seen so many hunters like in six point one. They like they see the BM numbers and they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to switch to BM." And then they they play it for a few pulls and they're like, "Yeah, I'm going back to survival. <laughs> I can't do this because it's just such like a, a drastic change." It's it's it a very big change, yeah. Yeah, and and not only that, like I said, we we, we you almost you almost have to play with like weak wars or something, or have something to help you manage the focus fire, if nothing else, because I mean, there, there's a lot of complexity in that ability now than that didn't necessarily exist prior prior to six point one, but because of the of what it can do now, yeah, you know, it's that we, plus it's that plus um just knowing when to pull focus mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like a lot of times for BM, people would be like, well, I'm at like 50 or 60 focus kill commands two or three seconds away. I'll just cast <laughs> an arcane shot. It's right. like, no, that, that was the wrong move. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cause now our kill command's going to come up and you won't have the focus for it. 
So it's a lot of, some people uh, have trouble restraining themselves from spamming out abilities when they can. BM, it's a lot of um, hovering in the high focus area. So you can use kill command and barrage on cooldown. Yeah, and, and making sure you have enough focus too. When I mean, even though Bestial Wrath will cut your focus costs in half, you still need to have you know a bunch of focus pulled up for for, for when that comes available. And I've I've made that mistake before, and that's like the worst feeling in the world. You're just like, ah, you know, Beastial Wrath. Yeah, I have failed as a hunter. <laughs> you know, you're you know you got to put Cobra shots in there to regenerate focus, and it's like, ah. Uh, because you don't have the focus that you're really, you know, to, to fire anything else. So um, we did have a question from some of the folks here asking about the LFR uh, two and four piece set bonuses. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I, I haven't run LFR uh, much at all. I haven't done the Black Rock Boundary LFR, not even to try and get legendary uh, quest drops or anything like that. But uh, I had almost forgotten that they had indeed... Uh, given the armor there, set bonuses. Yeah, I was under the impression it wasn't much. Like the two pieces, like you get 100 more agility maybe or something like that. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Okay. Uh, agility increased by 100, which just seems 100. like... So uh, it's like an extra it's... of the lower level food. Yeah. So it's like being well, a panda. Since they increased the eye level for those items, those uh, the LFR set items are five levels above everything else in LFR. So those are 670 now, I think. Oh, interesting. Are really, six seventy? No, they can't be six seventy. No, they're... no, they're six sixty. Sorry, six sixty. Oh, okay. Yeah, duh. But uh, but that hundred agility, it's. I mean, it looks kind of meh, but when you like, that's a lot of agility. Like, um, it's something you have to consider if you're sw- switching a piece, like to break that set bonus. The piece you're breaking it with would have to have a lot of agility to warrant that, you know. Oh, you're talking about if somebody is LFR geared and they're going into regular yeah. rating, normal, or heroic mode? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And the four-piece, um, I haven't looked at how much actual DPS it gives you, but it looks like it's just like a static... Um, I don't even know Do you what know what it is off the top of your head? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a chance when you use, like a, I think it's like a focus-costing ability. It's, it, it procs like extra physical damage. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so when I mean, your special attacks have a ten percent chance to impale the target with metal spikes, dealing physical damage, is is how it reads for that's the. Does it, does it show if it scales with attack power or anything, or is it just? Uh, that's just the Wowhead tooltip. So I'm not really sure if it does or not. Hmm. I imagine it does scale, but it's it, it'd be interesting to see like what that's worth in DPS terms, but. But you can get those off of off pieces too, right? It does. It's not the same five as normal set bonuses, right? That's true. I think there's like seven or eight pieces of that Ashlink set, so there's a lot of opportunities to to keep it, I guess, if you're moving from LFR to normal. Because I mean, yeah, they're they're not as like great as the tier set bonuses, but something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like that that gear is like. It's de- it's it's perfectly like adequate for going into normal modes like yeah uh, totally enough. but like I said if you're already if you're doing uh, uh, yeah I understand if you're doing heroics heroic mode and things or you know it's not necessarily worth going out of your way 
to have it going into those modes. I would, I would say it's, it's not like the, like before, like in Mr. Pandaria, when you could get actual tier gear. I mean, that seemed like it was definitely worth running LFR just to try and get those tier pieces and get those tier bonuses where I don't know that this, you know, it just depends on your yeah, there group, was a, you're running in the, the content that you do. There's a good discussion this week on the forums about not LFR, but world bosses and how they've in warlords, they're kind of, they kind of feel like lackluster compared to what they were in mists. Do you guys read that at all? Uh, I haven't read that. I certainly agree with that though. I, har- I hardly ever run no. them. And, and part of, part of the reason why I don't run them is because you, you really have to use the, the group finder, you know, probably to, to, to find a group. I mean, you know, before you could just kind of show up <laughs> at a spot. Right. And, you know, people would do it. Find, find a group or, or the way they had done it with the tagging and everything was really nice. And you could just, you know, and plus, you know, you, the, the, and, and a big part of that too, I think, was the gear. I mean, you got PvP yep. gear, which was nice. And of course, you got the chance for two, the gloves and the legs of the tier gear, which was a big incentive to, to run those. That was just the celestials, right? Before it that, it was Nal- like boots. No, and no. Uh, it was Nalik before that. And oh, really? Shaw he had tier. tier pieces? Yeah, they all did. They all did. And Shaw of Anger did too. Shaw had tier Wow, I didn't even realize. I did not get good drops, I guess. I know plenty of people that got, you know, one off the roll and one off the boss in the same fight. <laughs> not yeah, the pro- yeah, the problem is like, like the gear for one. It's like it's really hard to find a group. I find like on my, I could try to find them on my alts and it's like, well, first of all, a lot of them, I just get rejected on them because my item level is too low. But if I were to try to set up my own, which I actually did once, like I spent like over a half hour trying to get enough healers and stuff. And it just, it didn't work out. There's just not enough people looking for this boss. That's the the big, that's the big complaint that I can't remember where I read this, but somebody who, had a lot of alts was talking about it and that you couldn't do it with all undergeared people. You need people who are raid geared to carry mm-hmm. the group, which is, and then, but the people who are raid geared don't need 640, whatever, 645 items. I, I definitely haven't been there since the very first week. I don't know why yeah. I could ever go in, back to them. In Miss of Pandaria, the majority of raiders had a reason to, to go to those bosses. Like yeah, at least, yeah, at least for like the Definitely first few months. Those. At least for the first few months they did. And uh, right. in Mrs. Pandaria, you could just go to the boss. And on reset day, there would always be a group forming. Just mm-hmm. You didn't have to worry about it. In most nights, there would also be a group forming. And now it's like your only option is the LFG tool. And like, I was in there like yesterday on the alts and like searching for Rakmar groups. There was one group and they wouldn't take me. Because my eye level on the alt is like 630. Oh, no. <laughs> right, and that's who it should be for. What, what eye level does he drop? Uh, Rockmar, 665. Yeah, so why, if you were above 630, it means you're raid geared. Yeah. And you can get 665 gear much easier through the raids. It is, it is like, uh, I've wiped on that boss so many times. Like, people don't deal with the ads, and they're just way, they're way harder than miss pandaria bosses but they give worse loot so i think that's why no one does them i don't think there's anything wrong with giving more casual players like a chance at tier pieces and stuff like no not at all i i i didn't think there was anything wrong with the way they did 
the world bosses in, in Mr. Pandaria. And I thought they, by the time they had gotten to Celestials, they had really eliminated all some of the, the problems that had existed with these big groups going up and doing them and trying to compete with Horde and Alliance and so forth that they had. I mm-hmm. thought they were in a very good place and I didn't see a need to change anything. So I was kind of surprised at what, at what they did. And I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really like the they Celestials it- when they made it scalable. So anybody, even without heroic gear, what used to be called heroic now mythic gear could solo it pretty simply. I was like, you know, this is too silly. There's, you know, no challenge at all. I don't, I don't know. I didn't like the Celestial bosses. I mean, I liked getting easy PvP gear and easy tier gear. I mean, I'm not going to complain about free gear, but it takes away a lot of the, I don't know, the pride in having the gear when it was so easy. But I yeah. liked, even if Thok, like, you know, it took four raid groups who didn't know what they were doing to <laughs> kill it, but it was fun. It was, I don't know, it was epic. Yeah, I loved the Isle of Giants. That was a great zone. Nalik even, I liked Nalik too. He was fun. Mm-hmm. I liked the Shaw of Anger. I can't remember the, what was the other one in 6. or 5.0 called? Galleon. Yeah, Galleon. He was, it was, uh, kind of interesting at first where you couldn't find him or he only spawned every two days. Yeah. Well, I'd actually, that was kind of annoying, but. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was a good change when they made it. So he was kind of always respawning, yeah. but that was plenty. They didn't have to do more than that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's bad if the world bosses are too easy because it's kind of. It's I don't know. It's like it's like you have like a fifteen percent chance once a week to get a piece, so it's not like it's um, like some dramatic advantage. For the bosses being easy. I think it should be easy for a forty-man group, and almost impossible to solo. Yeah, I can agree with that. But yeah, for forty people going in, it should be a pushover. If you try to do it with a 20-person raid group, it should be really, really hard. And that's your incentive to getting a full raid group. I'm guessing this is all just part of their... They're trying to incentivize getting people into normal raids, I think. Hmm. Uh, Maybe they went too far in some cases. Yeah, I'm not really really sure, but... uh... But the world bosses, yeah, they, they they need to they need to figure something else out because I, I I don't think people are really paying much attention to them, and they're not. I mean, I'm not. I'm certainly not running them because um, it's 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 too much effort, <laughs> as you say, to find a group and either put something together or find it find something that's already put together. That it's just it's just not worthwhile. Even if all you want to do is just go out there and see them and you know shoot something, it's just. It's just not worth the effort. Yeah, the gold you get doesn't even cover your repair bills yeah. from trying to kill the boss. <laughs> that was definitely a problem with Undasta. Yeah, that boss, I remember the first time killing it, just basically destroyed the server. <laughs> Zerked it with like 100 people. Ah, uh, good old Undasta. Is he tameable uh, yet? No. No. Oh. Should be cool. maybe next expansion. Yep, him and Thok. Well, he they they share the same model for the most part, don't they? They're pretty mm, similar. No, they're they're different. Are they different? Yeah, the scale yeah. list is very different. They once got like the Zandalari armor. Yeah, and Thok is like more iron. Oh, that's right. He's all like chain, chain chains and stuff like that. He's all like armored up and yeah. 
but I wish they would give us more hunter pets that look with those types of looks. I mean, they're just fun. Okay. All right. Are you recording or should I? <laughs> yeah, I'm recording but, now. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. So you're going to have to cut this out or? <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> or do you want to stop it and record again? Oh, no. This is the perfect outro. Let's just roll. <laughs> Keep just going. leave this all in. <laughs> all right. Well, for the horde. Yes. In the interest of, of keeping this show to an hour or, or under, you have been listening to episode 214 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I am Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from thrillofthewild.com and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, Blizzard Watch, and Bendak Wow on Twitter. Check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or our, add our RSS feed to your reader, and these links will be available in the show notes. If you have a question or a topic you would like us to discuss on the show, email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at huntingpartypod. Stay thirsty, my friends, and remember to drink your dark brew locker. Keep your eyes on the beast. Always heed the thrill of the wild. Or the horde. Lifestyle. Sapphiron, Lucifer, Sulfuron, Arkham.